Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. The one podcast yes, in the world that answers the second most important question in the world is, who's the top 10 players of all time? <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> this season, exactly. If, as long as they stay healthy, you know, we're talking about this season, not the past seasons. We're not going to talk about 2007 LeBron, 2008 LeBron. We're not going to talk about like 2012 KD, mm-hmm. Warriors KD. We're talking about as presently constructed in the NBA as these players are right now, at this moment, during the All-Star break, as basketball is about to start, real basketball, for you casuals, go tune in now, True. <laughs> real basketball is about to start, mm-hmm. for these players now, who are the best? Who is the top yeah. 10 best? And this is a pretty interesting list. You know, me and Jason went over this for a list, we talked a little bit about it, and, you know, this is going to be just a natural flow of things, so if you guys disagree, mm-hmm. disagree. If you guys agree, agree. We'd love to hear from you guys. So, with that being said, I'm going to go through this list. You ready to rock, Jay? Yes. Let's go. Alrighty. <clears throat> so um, we have Giannis number one. We have Luka number two. Jokic three. Embiid four. Tatum five. Steph six. Se- LeBron seven. KD eight. Donovan Mitchell nine. And Dame ten. Mm-hmm. Dame ten. <laughs> alrighty. 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 So what we're just gonna do? We're just gonna just go ahead and discuss this list, you know, and just natural flow right. of things, right? So. So far, me personally, after well, even what we were talking about last night, right, with the whole, mm-hmm. we was like, I was like, where's LeBron at at first? You know, because we had this, <laughs> as we're constructing this list, you know, Jason's going yeah. through it, we're like, he shows me the list, I'm like, where's LeBron at? LeBron has to be somewhere in here, right? And then we think in, oh, we have to put LeBron eight. Just, just natural, right? We're like, oh, we have to put LeBron eight. We're like, mm, I don't know about that, cause then I, he, cause then I look at the list again and we see Donovan Mitchell, and I tell him like we should put Dame at least ten. Um, bless you. Thank you. Put Dame at least ten, and then I'm thinking like, but is Bron better than KD? And this mm-hmm. is where a lot of people will probably go, no. Some people would go, yes. It just depends on which side of the spectrum you lean on, cause you may think KD is better you may think braun is better i'm of the braun is better um coalition um i would like to send the president yeah. of that fan club <laughs> and that's the correct fan club it is honestly the correct fan club so yeah i'm just thinking like okay braun's better i think that braun's better you know why i think braun is better than kd i think braun's better because i believe that he really molds himself to the team that he's a part of right I think we were talking about this last night, was that what makes Braun better than most players on his list is that even though we have him number seven, even though we have him seven, um, the reason why the reason why he's better than most players is because like he does what the team needs to win. On a team like the mm-hmm. Lakers, where we he had a bunch of G Leaguers, we saw him average thirty one at thirty eight years old. You know what I mean? Sure. He's still he's breaking the scoring record every time he puts every time he steps on the floor, he breaks the scoring record more than mm-hmm. what is already broken because he's gonna he's gonna eventually put it so far out of reach as long as he plays because he's already broken it. So every point now, yeah. every bucket, every three, every free throw counts is a count is a counter toward what the end end scoring record will be. Because mm-hmm. he holds it now. Um yeah. but if he was on a team that con that was like so say if, for instance, right, if Anthony, perfect world, Anthony Davis became the player we thought he was going to be, right, and he jumps out to superstardom and he allows LeBron to take a backseat, mm-hmm. and they never break up that, that championship team and they kind of keep it together and the players kind of work together, build together, LeBron wouldn't have to average 31. 
He could be yeah. a 25, 8, and 8. He could be a 23, mm-hmm. 6, and 7. He could be like a 24, like 8, and 9. It's very mm-hmm. possible to hit those numbers because he wouldn't have to because he would just, okay, it's AD's turn. I'm going to take a step back. I don't have to take the scoring load at 38 years old, 37 years old, however old he may be, you know, when he retires, 39 years old, 40, however long he may play. So that's two more years to 40. He doesn't ha- he wouldn't have to take that type of scoring load. So he mm-hmm. would he would mold himself to that team to make sure that that team is still successful with him on it. That's why I believe yeah. he's better than KD. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Um yeah, I think LeBron's ability like I completely agree with you on a winning team even I think throughout the rest of the season I think he'll be averaging near 25 cuz the Lakers have a good team now. Yeah. Like D-Lo and Malik Beasley, they all need they'll get points. Um but the ability to manipulate defenses and his basketball IQ and his passing, right? Those type of things are so much more valuable than the normal fan realizes, mm. right? And that ability to manipulate the defense like that, the way he does it at such an elite level he does it, allows him to clear a guy who's a better scorer. Yeah. Katie's the better scorer, sure. Right, but there's more things going on here, and um, I would agree with you. I think LeBron should be, you know, above KD, yeah, because yeah. of the passing. Because of the passing, the we manipulation saw the, of defense. We saw the, the the lack of passing during the the finals. I mean, not during the finals, uh-huh. but during the first round of the Eastern half of the playoffs. You know. Yeah. And he got tore exactly. apart. <laughs> True, exactly. In Brooklyn, because he could pass out of those double teams. So it's like, yeah, they were playing really great defense. Um, what player do you want to yeah. talk about? Um, well, I guess uh, if we're going to talk about Kevin Durant here at eight, I feel like that's the elephant in the room for everybody. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people would have him f- top five, top three, and I feel like it is. I think this list is reflective of our growth of basketball minds since we started this podcast. Okay. Day one of this podcast, I thought Kevin Durant was a borderline top five, top eight basketball player in the game. Yeah. I will admit my defeat, and I was completely wrong. Completely that. wrong. <laughs> I remember that. I thought he was better than Kareem, right? I was yeah. telling you, all these because of the scoring. Wow, he's such a special co- scorer, world-class scorer. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. But as your basketball knowledge grows, the value of passing and defense into how much that impacts winning basketball grows. Yeah. Right? Once you be able to look past the stats and the guy that's super flashy, you realize how much those things matter. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant maybe had a window where he was a great weak side defender for the Warriors, right? He had a window where he was a very good defender for, like, a few years there, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, there's a point in time where he could make the argument, but I don't even have him in my top ten anymore. Like, he's not better than Keem. He's not better than Tim Duncan. He's not better than Kevin Garnett. He's not better than David Robinson. Those guys defend, rebound, score, right? And those guys that might score a little less, might have a little less scoring talent, but impact the game more with their passing and their, their defense, clear him. And there's a ton of these guys, like top five guys in the NBA, affect the game. They have a second skill that's ridiculous where their passing yeah. is insane. Their, or their defense is insane. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they uh, they attack the basket or draw so much, like Steph draws in so much space and defense and everybody's got a car so far out. Like, these things affect the actual basketball game. And I think as our knowledge base has grown, we have grown past just the point scoring, mm-hmm. right? And Kevin Durant, if you watch him play, he looks a little slower defensively. He's not able to be. He's a above average defender now. Like he's, he's he's slowing down now. He has an effect yeah. him in the offensive end because he's so ridiculously skilled. But if you watch him play, I can count the amount of times he attacks the basket on one hand. That's just because he's slowing down athletically. So you have to factor that in here, where he's just a one sided player right now. And he's he's amazing at his one-sidedness. Is mm-hmm. he maybe the most 
easy bucket of all time where it's like this guy's ability to score so efficiently everywhere so skilled sure he could be in this conversation for that but there's that doesn't affect winning as much as people really think it does Mm -hmm. right and i feel like as we've grown in our basketball minds we have learned that a guy like kd a guy like Melo, aren't as great as we thought when we were watching them like i'd rather have scotty pippen than carmelo anthony scotty pippen never averaged more than 20 points per game but he's one of the top five greatest defenders of all time and he was a point forward that was a great passer that affected the game in so many more different ways that now with my basketball knowledge now i'd be like slamming on the table there is not a fucking chance that Melo is better than scotty because when you have a world-class defender like that that affects it so much more than just having some good guy that's a good defender, right? Like, even if we threw out a, a formula to you, if I said the NBA winning's done by 60% scoring and 25% passing and 15% defense, well, a guy like Scottie Pippen can't be regulated to the 15%, right? Because his greatness it just breaks those percentages because he impacts it more than a normal guy could impact defense, right? So, like... Basketball is so much more of an eye test and a development of the basketball knowledge set, right? And because of that, Kevin Durant has gone downhill in the way I view him. And it's just because of the gross growth of the basketball mind that we both have had just by watching games, doing research, all that type of stuff. So Kevin Durant right now is eight. Right now is eight. There's so many guys that do so many great things right now. And a lot of complete basketball players here. So, KD is eight because of that. That's my KD take. That's your KD take? Okay, so that's very interesting, right? Because as you're talking, right, and I know we kind of, toward the end, we we did this list together, and I kind of was like, okay, that's fine. But as you're talking, I'm thinking in my head, like, could it be that if you are so exceptional at that one specific skill that it can go above having two skills? Like a LeBron, he can he can he can penetrate, you know, um, you know, cause people cause. I mean, bring a lot of attention, pass really well, and elevate the team. Steph uh, uh, brings a lot of attention, can score really well. But KD just scores at such a high level. Do you think that that could really elevate him in a sense? The fact that even though he can't pass, even though he can't play defense, but the level, the scoring level, he can hit by himself. Do you think that that would elevate him past an upper list like this one? No. Just no. 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 Not I at all. I understand what you're trying to say. I understand it's a good point, but I feel like he already has, right? I feel like when we talk about all time, he's over some guys that like don't bring other things to the table. And the reason why is scoring points on a good team that we're trying to win rings. Mm-hmm isn't as big of a deal as the other things right so i really think that i feel like that's a good point right but i think that when we talk about this list and the guys that are above him the gap okay let me let me try to explain this if kevin durant let's say at his best if he's just letting it flow maybe averages 32 33 35 a game Uh right but Giannis is averaging 33, and he can do what he does passing-wise and what he does defending-wise. Like, if the difference there is a minus a minute, like, not that big, then this guy gets passed, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the passing and the defense, it adds up. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I feel like that's a good point. Um, but I would say that, you know, I feel like KD already gets that respect, right? Like, we, for a second there, he was the number two player, best player, second best player in the game, where he was a pretty good defender, and he was a world-class scorer, and, you know, I feel like he already gets uplifted because of that, correctly so, and I feel like your point is correct, right? But I feel like pushing him any more farther than what's a realistic view of how basketball is played, um, like, in the top five all time, like I used to do, yeah. I was one of these guys, right? So, uh, you know, KD, I feel like KD is, it's a good point, but there is so many guys in the NBA right now that do more. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I can see your point. I can see your point. I was just asking, you know, because I was just like, no, oh, it's okay. 
just like you know just the <laughs> level it's a podcast we could disagree chris right the level <laughs> just the level of scoring that output that he yep. could hit you know what i mean but you're it's absolutely true. right he already has been elevated because of his scoring mm-hmm. but then you look at the but in your case i would say and in many other cases and i would say even in mine because i you know i agree with him being an eight but i just want to just you know say that is mm-hmm. that when you look at the totality of the player, the overall player, the entire player, it's not much else but scoring there anymore. Mm-hmm. So you kind of yeah. do have to move him down a list because you look at you like, well, you can drop 40, but like everything, it's you're not like a plus on the court unless you're scoring. So it's like, yeah, true. Which I get. True. Yeah, um, you're right. All righty. All right. Do you want to go from the bottom of the list here? Or do you want to start talking to some top guys? I want to start talking with some of the top guys. I was thinking about Giannis. Giannis okay, you want to talk about number one, okay? Yeah, so, the Greek freak. Well, okay. And I feel like we may have similar thoughts as to why he's number one. Um, Because I honestly think, like, this is a very weird list for me because I'm a big LeBron fan. So if LeBron's not number yeah. one, I'm looking at it very weird. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm just saying at this point in time in the season, I would say, say that Giannis is the best player in the, in the league. He is, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I think it's his ability, right, to really change the game. This is a guy who has changed the game so much. Like Steph, like Braun, the great players change the game, the way the game in basketball is played tremendously. Mm-hmm. Giannis is one of those players. I used to call him Giannis run, jump, dunk onto the Kumpo, because that's all he used to do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he plays defense well. You know what I mean? He can, you know, he can pass as well now. You know what I mean? He can, he learned, he was able to pass. He can bring the ball up. There's a lot of more yeah. faith in him with the ball in his hands. You know what I mean? I used to be like, oh, all he does is just run, jump, and dunk. But he does it. It's kind of like, it's the KD effect, but not the KD effect. Because he, he's not really jumper doing jumpers and, like, crossing people up and stuff like that. Not really. Mm-hmm. But I would say, with that being said, it's more like a dominance thing. I think that's True. the perfect word to use. Dominance. It's mm-hmm. dominance when he has the ball in his hand that you just can't stop him. The True. best you can do is foul him, and then he misses a free throw. But he's still going to come back down and dunk all over your head, and you can do absolutely nothing about it. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you can do when he's coming. Fo- he's like, think of it this way, right? And I like to use LeBron as a comparison. This is his best player. Imagine... 6'9", 250, young LeBron, right, coming at you full speed, speed like mm-hmm. a gazelle. You're moving out the way. You're not taking that charge. Same thing with Giannis. Giannis is like 6'11", yeah. probably three, probably like 250, 270. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's coming at you, jacked, built of granite, coming at you full yes. speed. You, you're not taking that charge. So you, you let whatever he wants to do to you happen. You let it happen. Yeah. You take your L, and he drops 40 on your head and embarrasses you. And you let that happen. That's just the level of dominance that puts him at that makes him dominate the list. When I say like, when we do the list like this, and I and you, this is something some place where I might lose some people. But when I put the list like this, <clears throat> and I see a list like this where Giannis is at the top, and I'm talking about his dominance, I would say that he's not super far away. But once that jumper starts falling, just a little bit, just it doesn't have to be. I wouldn't even say. 50%. I would give 40% of the jumper falling. Just a mid-range, something that somebody can be afraid of. This list, it starts looking like he's at he's at the top of the ladder and everybody's like on the seventh yes. rung of the ladder. Because yes. that's just the level of dominance that he has. So, like I said, you guys may not agree. Right? Jason may not agree. <laughs> somebody else may not agree, right? But I just believe that at the top of the list is Giannis, and there's no debate. There's nobody else who deserves to be on the top of that list at this point in time in basketball. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, when it comes down to the number one player in the NBA, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I feel like it comes down to the amount of ways that he affects the basketball game is countless. Countless. I mean... We want to talk about Giannis, three-point shooting. Ugh, he can't shoot threes. 
Okay, well, right. neither could Michael Jordan, but you probably think he's the best player of all time by a gazillion miles, so get yeah. the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> all right, like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here. Kobe wasn't the best three-point shooter. LeBron James is better three-point shooting percentage, even though you want to hate on him. Like, get the fuck out of here. He doesn't need to shoot threes. He doesn't. Yeah. He does not. Okay, this is why Gian- Giannis is... He's partially part of the evolution of the NBA, where it's the handle at the power forward position has caused great players like this to pop up. And Giannis' ability to handle and take people and all the way to the rim and finish makes him unstoppable. He has an unstoppable force in his game, which is the ability to attack the rim. And he used to be stoppable in the playoffs with gimmicky defenses. But Another that ball. doesn't impact him anymore because it's his, his intelligence. He's so highly intelligent. He knows how to make good passes. He affects the game passing-wise. He is a good passer. People don't understand basketball if you don't think Giannis is a good passer. I'm so sorry. You're stupid. Um, he's also a DPOY candidate every year. He, top three defender in the league for the past five years like he's guards every single position he point guards doesn't matter centers don't don't matter great shot blocker at the rim he's a great on-ball defender he's got doesn't have tight hips he he can literally do everything defensively he's everywhere defensively he's insane he it's it's ridiculous he a top 10 defender of all time he's he's in that list Right, like this guy's special defensively, and he's special at scoring the basketball. <gasps> oh my God! He said somebody that can't shoot is a great scorer. Yeah. Okay, we'll tell that to the fact that this guy's averaged about thirty a game for the past three years. Scoring the basketball doesn't just have to be in the way that you're able to sh- shoot a beautiful fadeaway, and that's just so valuable. Ooh, ooh, ooh ah. Okay, this guy's ability to—he's a great scorer of the basketball he just does it in a way that is boring to you casual fans okay but his force and his magnetic ability to draw so much attention at the rim also factors into his greatness okay so you put all those things together and he's a ridiculous rebounder like 12 13 rebounds a game he's also a great leader he's also a great like basketball IQ guy like he's everything Giannis is everything and Giannis's greatness is a guy that can be a top 10 player of all time yes. and people want to talk about like oh a non-shooter he's a power forward okay the Tim Duncan shoot threes no, no. the Kevin Garnett shoot threes no. No. Right? One, and secondly, best power forward of all time, it's a walk. That's a free throw. for Not for Giannis, for, like, fucking Steph Curry. This guy is going to be the best power forward of all time. If he ri- retired two years from now, I would be like, he is the best power forward of all time because he rebounds on the level of a Tim Duncan, of a level of Kevin Garnett. He defends on the level of a Tim Duncan, on the level of Kevin Garnett. Those guys were ridiculous defensively. He scores on the level of them. He does. Yeah. But you know what they don't do? They don't pass like he does. And that is where he will gain the edge. This guy is going to be a top 10 player of all time. This is what it looks like when a top 10 player is all times playing. Where it's like, damn, he's great at this. Damn, he's great at that. Magic's, oh my god, best passer of all time. How how do you even calculate that? How do you how do you put that into a percentage point? How much Magic's passing ability? Like, this guy's like this kind of guy. Yeah. Where... He's ridiculous. And also, Kobe, all you Kobe fans, um, Giannis is a better player than Kobe Bryant all time. (gasps) Oh my god, he said Giannis is a better... Okay, well, is he a better scorer than Kobe Bryant? No. Is it close? Is it maybe if we had to do 2K ratings, we just did scoring. Again, this guy averages 30 a game every year. It would be like Kobe gets a 98 in 2K, and this guy gets a 95. But he rebounds way better than Kobe could ever do. He defends way better than Kobe ever could do because of multiple positions he defends. And he's a better passer than Kobe Bryant. So, yes, he's a better player, right? Oh, my gosh, he said something so controversial. Kobe Bryant, all you Kobe Bryant fans out there, that's the most toxic fan base in the world. You don't understand <laughs> basketball. He's not a top five player in the NBA all time. Okay, this guy, this guy could be pushing top five-ish. Okay, yeah. like that's how special he is. Like Kareem, Kareem, 
Like, Kareem's a great scorer, a great defender, a great rebounder, but he doesn't pass like Giannis. So it's like, it's it's going to be a conversation. He's going to be in the conversation with a Kareem, with a yeah. Shaq, with a Larry Bird, with a Magic Johnson. I don't think he can break into the LeBron MJ club and Wilt club, but this guy is beyond special, and he's very underrated because people are so bored. Ugh, he can't shoot a three. Ugh, he does the same thing every time. Ugh. Okay, well, Shaq did it, but for some reason you loved him. So I, uh, he did the same thing. Shaq did the same exact thing every time. Okay, yeah. so this is dominance at an extremely high level that for some reason, I don't know if he's European, I don't know what, it, he smiles too much, too happy of a dude, right? But this is the guy, okay? Yeah. This is this guy is beyond dominant. Giannis is number one, and it's not even close. <clears throat> not even close. Maybe it's just that, you know, because that's, that's a good thing. You said Shaq did it, right? And I think maybe it's just because yes. Giannis is just a bit more humble. Shaq was kind of in your face about it. True. <laughs> So maybe yeah. that's what it is. Maybe people don't like the nice guy. But Giannis is a nice yeah. guy who will really get on the basketball court, turn into a monster, and yes. cuss out your mom. <laughs> like, yes. 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 Like, I mean, yeah. his ring? His ring? Yeah. Um, hello. His ring was carrying nobody yeah. that averaged more than 20 a game on that team. Right? Chris Middleton's borderline. Right, Drew Holiday's borderline. Does he have a good team and good defenders? Yeah, but let's be honest here. This team is nowhere close to Shaq and Kobe. You know, nowhere close to Magic and Kareem and Worthy and all those great teams of the eighties. No, this is this is Giannis carrying these motherfuckers because he's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, it's, 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 just, it's Giannis. It's Giannis. It's Giannis. Giannis number one. He's carrying. But he has a great team of role players. Yes. Yeah, yes. true. Well, team. well built team. Well yeah. built team. Definitely well built team. All right, Jay, your turn. All right. Um, you know, I feel like we got to give number ten some love here. I, yes. I feel like, I feel like Damian Lillard. The most now, there's a lot player. of guys at at the edge of this list here. Where could have been Ja? It could have been, you know, Zion. It could have been Shea Gilders Alexander. But Dame, first thing first, is averaging thirty one this year, which is ridiculous. The reason why Dame clears some of these guys, and this is this season, we're not taking their career in, in, into this put, is his ability to shot create from the three-point line and cause so much gravitational pull on the defense makes it everybody for everybody else. That doesn't never goes into the stat sheet. Also, he's a good passer, right? Like, 7.2 assists a game. Like, he's a good passer. He really understands the game. He used to be just, like, above-average passer at the point guard position, but now he's, he's aging. He's been able to manipulate defenses more. Now, is he a great defender? No. But is he a terrible defender like Luka and Nikola Jokic? No. He's an average dude at defending. Right, but his ability to get to the rim, his ability to, you know, do both of those things. He's such an efficient basketball player in the way he plays. He's also a phenomenal leader as well. So I feel like Dame gets it here because of how special his three-point shot creation is and how much gravity that pulls to him really uh, puts him here at 10. So that's what I think of Dame here. What do you think about Dame? So I would agree with that, right? But mm -hmm. my take is a bit different, right? Okay. So I'm of the belief, and like I said, some people may or may not agree, right? But the only reason that we overlook Dame so much is because Steph Curry is in the league. Good point. That's literally it. <clears throat> in my opinion, if Steph retired and Dame had five more years, Dame would be the best point guard in the league at that point he that's the only reason mm -hmm. he could constantly overlook is because if you look at it dame has you know was had cj mccomb he had a, he, they weren't the best team but he was mm -hmm. the best player on that team steph best player on the golden state warriors at a time averaging similar numbers you know what i mean the only reason that dame never got an mvp is because literally steph is in the league the only reason that dame never gets a championship is because literally steph is in the league the fact mm -hmm. that there is i mean the fact that he will never be an all-star starter is because Steph is in the league. Mm -hmm. They they it like because you look at it and they're just so similar, but Steph just does something just a bit better, and it pulls him right above Dame, and that's yeah. literally it. Dame, in my opinion, like I said, is the second best point guard in the league, hands down. There is no discussion there. Right now, oh, uh, 
well, not right now. Luca is the okay. Luca will be there. But okay. talking about <laughs> back saying, when he was the guy. Yeah, back when he was the guy. Pre Luca, yeah, pre Lucas. Second bet. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that because I was definitely about to go on a tangent there. Now I got to switch it up <laughs> <laughs> because I was second best point guard mm-hmm. in the league. You know what I mean? At that time when he was the guy, and he just doesn't get enough love at yeah. all. Because he came, he came in, you know what I mean, being hyper athletic, being like a Russ or whatever, you know what I mean. But he could pass, and then he was shooting. Then he extended his range like to the volleyball line. I mean, like every year, this guy gets better, and you see more out of him. But then he just still it's just that Steph thing right there. It's just Steph mm-hmm. is holding him back, and he hasn't been mm-hmm. able to jump over Steph. So I, that's why that's why I say like he's ten. Um, because I just think that he just overlooked. I, like that was one of the reasons. Because I saw it on your list, and we were talking about it last night, and I was just like, he's like, oh, so overlooked, so overlooked. Very true. Yes, yes. You're, you're right, yeah. Chris. He really is overlooked. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go Tatum. Oh, okay. Tatum Jason five. Tatum. Yeah, I went Jason five. Tatum five. Okay. Jason Tatum at number five. Um. Jason Tatum, right? He's been he's one of those players that he was immediately special. Facts. That Boston team, let's 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 go back for a second. The Boston team that, you know, that he was on when he was young and then they had Jalen Brown, they had Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Remember, they took that Cavs team to like 6 or 7. <laughs> Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. They took that Cavs team to six or seven after Kyrie left Cleveland, yeah, went to hurt. Boston, got hurt, and did not yeah. perform in the playoffs. So they had to put out all of their young stars, their up and coming stars, and they took that team to seven. This is one of those guys that you look at the you look at the draft, you go, he was the still of the draft. Mm-hmm. Because why didn't he go number one? What did Philly Facts. see that they missed? <laughs> And now they're eating sour grapes forever because they ended up with Markel Fultz. And they thought this completed yeah. the process when you could have had Jason Tatum. Yeah. Right? So taking that skinny guy, right? You know, fresh-eyed in the NBA to now and what he was – this guy w- could not defend <laughs> at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know what e went in his ear and was like, psst, 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 you got to defend or something like that because mm-hmm. the girls watch. I don't know what he said to him. <laughs> yeah. True. But he became a world-class defender overnight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then, so then he, the reason, and then here's the thing, right? So because of the fact that he became a world-class defender, he got all these guys to buy into defense, you mm-hmm. know, Ime Udoka, you know, the stars, Jalen Brown, got him to buy into defense, especially Jason Tatum. This is why he jumps yes. over KD, is because yes. when you look at it, they're very similar players, right? True. KD may be a bit taller, right? But the reason why we can have Jason Tatum 5 above KD, and some people may not agree with this, is because they can both hit the same scoring output. We've seen it happen. 40-40, 50-50, we've seen it. They have hit. They can hit the same scoring output, and they'll reach. I mean, and they'll be close. They'll be neck and neck. But then you look yeah. at Jason Tatum, he goes, oh, I'm getting a steal. Oh, I can right. read the passing lanes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can grab this rebound. Oh, you want to try to pass that? I got it. I'm going down the court. Once you look at the, de- I can defend the best player on the court. Once you look at that, then you like, wait a second. They're not the same player. That's where mm-hmm. the difference sets in, and that's where Jason Tatum pulls ahead. Yeah, is is it's not the scoring because if it's scoring, they'll be neck and neck. We can do seven and eight, and Jason Tatum and KD could be right next to each other. I mean, or eight and nine, however you want to put it, right? But the scoring, I mean, the the defensive aspect of Jason Tatum is what pulls him ahead. Of KD and separates them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's right. why he's five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Jason Tatum. It's because he used to be such a highly negative on defense, and people used to talk about his inefficiency scoring wise so much that I feel like now because of all those narratives have been said about Jason Tatum. Now people are a little delayed on accepting the fact that Jason Tatum's the best small forward in the NBA. Yeah, it, and it's because he did take a. You're completely right with Nemo Odoka. He took a complete 180 defensively. 
And if you have good eyes and you can watch basketball and you can understand basketball and what's a good defender and what's not a good defender and the difference between the two, um, you'll be able to notice the difference. Now, there's still some people, even to this day, I see comments on TikTok, blah, 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 blah. Jason Tatum is not a good defender. Kevin Durant's a better defender. You don't know basketball. You don't watch the game, right? Jason Tatum is so amazing at one-shot creation. He's just an amazing shot creator, every level of the floor, no flaws in his game scoring-wise. Um, you know, he's a not a great passer, but he's also not a susceptible to turnover passer. You know what I mean? Like, he is at least enough, enough basketball intelligence to make an average pass, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that just clears him, and uh, that defense is special. And you're right. It's it's like Ime spoke into the into the year, but you know it, it's. I feel like the classic example of this is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins wasn't required to defend um, in Minnesota. People are like, oh, he's such an inefficient basketball player. He can't defend. He sucks. Well, he wasn't required to defend. Wasn't taught how to defend. He goes to Golden State. Mm-hmm. One of the best small forward defenders in the league. Oh my God! Watch him defend Jason Tatum, right? Holy shit, he's good at doing <laughs> right, <laughs> right? Like, there's people that are athletic enough to be great defenders. Zach Levine is a great example of this. Zach Levine's athletic enough to be a phenomenal defender. So, but he isn't required to. You know what I mean? So that's what Jason Tatum is, and. You know, you're right. Top five small forward defender in the NBA, Jason Tatum's got to be in the conversation for that list. And when you add that to the scoring, that's why he's five, right? Like, he impacts the game so well, both sides of the floor. Couldn't agree with you more here. Jason Tatum's five. You're up. (laughs) You're up. Well, (laughs) this, this is a great transition because from one guy that you snap to defend... To another guy that you said, I knew it. Donovan Mitchell. I knew it. I knew. Donovan oh wait, what? Mitchell. Wow, Donovan I was Mitchell. not. I was not expecting Donovan that. Mitchell's <laughs> number nine on this list, and he's the best two guard in the NBA. And it's not even close. Let me tell you why. Okay, one, he's a phenomenal scorer. Can get to the rim, can finish, shot create from every level. He's really a tough shot creator, which makes more of an impact on the playoffs. Right? We see what he does every year, but he used to be like, ah. Oh, Man, he sucks at defense. All that chatter Rudy Gobert used to do to him, right? And he's a great passer as well. He's one of the better two-guard passers in the league. Like, top five, legitimately. He improves his team with his passing ability. Mm -hmm. And he always had that in Utah, too. But now, just like Ime, just getting into the ear of Jason Tatum, J.B. Bickerstaff, who I think should win Coach of the Year, you probably do, too gotten Donovan Mitchell's ear. Donovan Mitchell is an impressive defender now. One, he has a great body for defense. He's so fucking strong. I mean, he's got muscles on muscles, dude. So bulky for like 6'4". And uh, he gets into it. He's engaged. He has great stance. He's a great on-ball defender. He really understands how to use his strength defensively, which is his strength. Um, he has a good wingspan. Uh, even in college, he was known as defender. Like people thought, like, oh, this guy's gonna be able to defend at the next level. Like, yeah, he's a lot of gifts for defending the two guard position. And uh, you know, again, one of the the first play that I will never forget for the rest of my life that made me learn that Donovan Mitchell is a good defender. So when they're playing the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum's bringing up the ball, trying to get a nice fast break, and. J- Donovan Mitchell gets into his space and forces him all the way to the edge of basically the floor, all the way to the sideline to make a terrible pass to another place because he was so engaged defensively against a guy that we have number five, right? Like those examples never could have been found in the past, but this guy top five, top 10 best two guard defender in the league now. Yes. Right. And you, you gotta get past the narratives, use your eyes. You'll see what I see. Like everybody in Cleveland defense now. And, yeah. uh, you know, I thought of a Mitchell man in more than just scoring. That's why he's better than a guy like Devin Booker or Jalen Brown. No, Jalen Brown's a hell of a defender too, but yes, his passing, his defense all rounded together creates the best two guard in the NBA and creates the ninth best player in the NBA. Okay. Okay. Um, 
that's not the player I thought you were going to choose when you were talking about okay. doesn't defend, right? <laughs> I was thinking of a different player, but I'm kind of surprised okay. you chose Donovan Mitchell, but then not at the same time. Because I agree. I agree. I would say that, you know, when it comes to the list of shooting guards in NBA, only, me personally, <laughs> just just not being biased and Cleveland fan because I agree with the list. But, you know, on the other side, I'm like, Jalen Brown's pretty decent. But <laughs> we're talking, <laughs> talking about Donovan Mitchell right now. So I would say that it's what he was able to do with the young team, right? He's a young player mm-hmm. as well. And that coach, you know what I mean? They Completely everybody bought into that coach, right? Without a True. But I, I'm feeling like Donovan Mitchell bought in a little bit more because he has became the guy, completely the guy over there. Right. And he has this level that he can reach mm-hmm. that he is creeping up on constantly. And I'll say yeah. this. A lot of people talk about, like, there's no guys in the league, you know what I mean, who shows, like, true, I would say, kind of old school. Right, an old school feel to them. Right, kind of know where you're going with this. Yeah, I think that Donovan Mitchell has that old school feel to him. I feel like he's kind of rough and rugged. I feel like he has that "it's me or nothing" Uh (laughs) type of mentality. Because I've seen him Uh take over games and really put a whole team on his back. Think about this Mm -hmm. for a second. It was a couple games back before the All Star break. Right, we were playing the Grizzlies. I think it was, and he got into the scuffle with Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yep. He has that dog in him. <laughs> he has that dog in him. Like, dog. Yep. And then there was another game I think I was watching, right? I, I have a place I'm going with this. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. I have a... Then there was another team, right, that they were playing. Mm-hmm. And I think that they said something to him, and they started chattering back and forth. And he dropped 15 straight points after that. And won them the game. Yeah. They could Like, nothing else they could do. But what I'm saying is, it's just he has that old school kind of basketball feel to Donovan Mitchell, which a lot of old I heads can, can be like, I kind of like that player. You yeah. know, like I can I can see some old school like I can see old school basketball rearing his head in Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Especially because he was able to like I don't even know how this happened, but that fight he had with Dylan Brooks, and I, this is not a reason for him being nine, right? But I'm just talking mm-hmm. about him now at this point. Reason that fight it really energized and charged the entire team to go on a winning streak. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened, but they start playing with such an edge and a chip on the shoulder after that. That they just became like a totally different team, and this is just yeah. what Donovan Mitchell brings to the to the to the table. So what we say is like you know, KD scoring output may be higher than Donovan Mitchell, right? Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. scores at a high level, and he also can bring it on defense. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's bought yes. into that kind of kind of defensive scheme, but then he also has this. Dog, period. I'm going to say he yes. also has this dog in him that also, like, yes. wow. You're like, yeah. he, some players just don't. It's either you have it or you don't, and Donald yeah. Mitchell has it. I think that this yeah. is one player that he may be nine now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he will eventually move up this list. I could agree. Just because of the caliber of player that I can see him becoming. Yeah. Because he has a peak, and he hasn't peaked yet in my eyes. I yeah. feel like Utah ha- might have been ho- it not might have, was holding him back. And I think mm-hmm. that it's just a change of scenery, change of coaching staff, change of teammates. He's really bought into the city of Cleveland and everything we have to yeah. offer here. Yeah. And I think in their in the or- entire organization, I feel like this is the place that he'll end up staying, and he will, he'll agree. win a ring here. He'll win a ring here. I agree. I agree. I really do agree. I think they, this team's got a lot of potential yeah. moving forward. Everybody's young. And I'll agree with the Utah thing because I think part of the reason why he didn't defend is he was the only shot creator, right? Yeah. Like He's, he's got to score everything. <laughs> and if he does it, they lose. Okay? Yeah. And the defensive skills build around Rudy, I can chill. You know what I mean? I'm going to chill on uh, defense and we'll, I'll attack offensively and do my thing. But in Cleveland... He's got Darius Garland. He's got Karis Levert. Evan Mobley can get a bucket. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's more guys than just him. Yeah. So, yeah. Donovan Mitchell can be a top 10 shooting guard of all time. Yeah. He can be one of those guys. I don't know about being better than maybe D-Wade or Kobe or MJ, but like yeah. maybe just below. I could see that. I could I see, see that. that. 
I can yeah. see that. <clears throat> he has his ready to... nothing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You, is your next? You're next. Oh, so I'm gonna pick the player that I thought Jason would pick. Okay. Luka Doncic. When you said he can't, he, he, he was he did he, from one player who started defending to another. I was sure you were picking Luka. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's hear you talk about Luka, Chris. Number two. So. Luca, right? Number two, Giannis, number one. Such a talent. And all I can say, and this is for you old heads out there, Magic and Bird. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Magic and Bird. Yeah. That's all I can say is that when it comes to future of this league and where the league is going and how the league yeah. is currently constructed... One and two, Giannis, Luca, Magic Bird. I think that there is no better comparison for those two than those two, <laughs> because yeah. just at the the way they're the way they play, I think that Luca has been dealt a bad hand of cards, right? Team wise, mm-hmm. <clears throat> owner wise, he has aces, but team wise, they're figuring it out. You know, the best thing he has right yeah. now is Kyrie going for him. You know, but I think that the the left like just. Player-wise, you know, taking teams out of it for Giannis and for Luka, right? Taking teams out of it. I think they're jockeying more so as an overall player for that number one position than people think. I feel mm-hmm. like it, and eventually what's going to happen is that it's going to be Giannis, Luka, and then everybody else is going to be, at, like, further down the ladder because they're just going to hit a point and a stride where they'll just be so far ahead and so mm-hmm. far above all the other players in the league. And I think that's what we're going to it right now. So talking about Luca, Luca has always been like the slow, methodical player, right? You know, we mm-hmm. always like, oh, he doesn't play defense. You know, he's coming into like being an okay defender, um, not really a great defender at this point, but he's still just, yeah. you know, he we know that there's a certain scoring level. And when we talk about this kind of old school dog in him, like I was talking about with like Donovan Mitchell, oh, he has that yeah. dog. He has yeah. that old school feel to him. There's so many times where you're like. Where Luca has basically been, where Luca has literally carried a team mm-hmm. of nobody to to so much. I mean, mm-hmm. it's I don't know if it's just his. Okay, I'm gonna win no matter what. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the scoring output and potential and what he's able to do on the court. I don't even know how he's not even mentioned as he should be mentioned way more than he is because mm-hmm. he's just on that. He's just that caliber of player. And yeah. for him to come in and immediately have instant impact and start dominating a league that people have been in for years, <laughs> yeah. it's very, like, kind of, I would say, I want to say weird, but I'm just saying it's kind of, like, perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, for I lack agree. of a better word, I feel like it's, like, perfect. I feel like this was how it was supposed to be. I mean, like, having that European edge, because European basketball right now is very different than the NBA. <laughs> And the I, top four guys <laughs> in this list were not born in America. Yes. <laughs> Let, let's that just say that. tell you a lot. That should tell you a lot there. That should yeah. tell you a lot. Um, and Luke is just that type of cal- – is just that player. He's just yeah. that – when it comes to one and two, and I'll say this one more time, is that it could go either way. <laughs> mm. I feel if you want to – if you know, for those players who were like, oh, well, Giannis got a ring, so he's clearly number one over Luka – and take rings out of it. I feel like they're more so switchable with one and two than what people would think. I feel like Luca could be one, Giannis could be two, or you could do Giannis one, Luca two. But I feel like it changes as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, that's why I see. Like I can understand him being at two, but I'm seeing like it's more interchangeable than people may think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he he does have a glaring weakness, which is defense, right? Like, yeah, he tries more defensively now than he used to, and you know he feels like I. You see him in interviews, like I play defense. I swear, like he really does try more, but he is yeah. just so slow, he's so <laughs> tight hip that it's just yeah. he's never gonna be more than an average defender in the NBA. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna be impossible. Okay, um. But his effect on the offensive end is ridiculous. I mean, his scoring level is so ridiculously high. The tough shot creation translates so well to the playoffs. We've seen it so many gosh darn times. Yeah. Um, 
and he's so high level at that, and he's so much gravitational pull at that. And okay, well, if it was just that, he'd be low on this list. But the passing is where, like, this guy's a top five passer in the league. He has ability to manipulate defenses at one so fucking young. The basketball IQ is insane. His ability to manipulate defense is insanely high. And you put those two things in together, and you get that second-best player in the NBA. And um, it's to be able to overcome his extreme weakness, weakness defensively. But that passing does so much more than what people can really realize. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes him unguardable. Unguardable. And uh, Luka? Lucas too, man. You know, and a lot of all these top four guys do more than just buckets, right? The yeah. game has kind of grown past that with these top guys. Um, Alrighty, is it my turn to pick? Yes, sir. My turn. Yeah, I love all these guys, but you know, <sighs> let's go six step. Let's go okay. six step, and we can lay, leave the center center debate for last. Okay. Okay. Six Steph. Steph Curry is again just like Damian Lillard. We mentioned earlier in the podcast, his ability to shot create from so deep out is ridiculous. Okay, his ability to do that is insane, and that gravitational pull that everybody should know by now of just deep threes. His gravitational pull when he's off ball. Right, he's the best off-ball mover in the league, and combined with his shot creation from the three-point was either him or Clay. Um, but his ability to just find space on the floor is ridiculous. Like, like you just you think he's over there on the left side, and he just becomes right side, and oh, there's this open spot in the right corner that nobody in the, in the rest of the NBA could see that and run to that, and then hit that fading away to the right. Like he does so many more things than just his shot creation from the three-point line, which makes him even more ridiculous. He's also a very good passer. People underrate his passing because the system and the Draymond Greenness may, leads people to think he's a bit worse passer than what he is people don't know that before draymond green got there and before steve kerr got there and he was running at high levels of pick and roll he was averaging eight assists a game okay right before start steve kerr gets there like people don't really remember that but he really has it like that he's a high basketball iq player average defender but brings the intensity right defensively and his his stanima and ability to run forever is also a skill Right, it affects the defender because it's like, ah, I can't. Nobody runs like him, right? He's, 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 I'll I'll say it a million times. He's like a distance runner, like an elite, like miler in the NBA. That's basically what he is. Um, And a lot of people, I've heard a lot of talk about like, oh, in the eighties, he would average eighteen a game because we would lean on him. Okay, you guys are fucking dumb. Okay, (laughs) look, look. Everybody, every guard in the NBA right now watched Allen Iverson. What did Allen mm. Iverson do? You try to hand check him. You can't put your hands on him because he's fucking moving side to side. Okay, the yeah. hand check is doesn't affect these kind of guards. Steph has a world-class handle. Trust me, if you tried to touch Steph, I dare anybody. Go m- make your friend move side to side laterally and try to touch their hip. I fucking dare you won't touch it unless, if they know how to move. You won't have a yeah. chance, especially elite athletes. Go go up to your one of your elite athlete friends and try to touch their hip moving side to side. You have no chance. And that's how every guard handles in the NBA. Everybody, everybody, everybody saw AI. Okay, we're going to do what AI does. Now everybody does that now, right? Like, it's not working, okay? It's not working. Steph is, uh, every era, he could dominate. I don't want to hear it. Oh, he would have been thrown to the ground. Oh, well, you threw Isaiah Thomas to the ground, who's smaller than him, but for some reason he dominated the era. Okay, get yeah, the fuck out right. of here with that bullshit, okay? There's smaller yeah. players that dominate the era than Steph, okay? So I, I don't want to hear it. So um, Steph 6 right now. What do you think, Chris? I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Steph is a special is a special player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's one of those guys who really evolutionized. I mean, you know, revolutionized the game of basketball to an extent where all we see is Steph Curry every time. If you if yes. you turn on any other team, you know, it's, don't you don't have to watch the Golden State Warriors. You watch any team, and you'll see Golden State offense. <laughs> you'll see Golden State offense. You'll see a hundred threes being jacked up the entire game, and people were like, "Oh, he ruined the game of basketball." I think he made the game better. Why do I think he made the game better? Look at what just happened. Sacramento and the Clippers. 
164 points in two overtimes. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Not If that's not a direct correlation of the Steph effect on the league, then I don't know what is. <laughs> because yeah. you're shooting more threes, threes are higher than twos, you're going to score more points. Yeah. You're going to make the game better. Because what you, now you have to have, you have to have, you can't just stand in the corner and shoot a three. Some mm. people do. But now you have these elite shot creators that came out of this who can cross, yeah. who's a point guard who's crossing up these big men and just making them look foolish. Like you have the Kyrie's, yeah. the, you know, remember how he made Chris Paul do the, um, what was it, the whip? I don't remember that. that yeah, he like, got with the behind the back dribble and he got just him behind the back dribble. Like, yeah, being, fl- being. You know these these the flashy handle is back. The yeah. the celebration is back. The game is fun now. You know what I mean? Like, how many times have we've seen Steph? Right? You know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. like maybe I'll say it to his MVP year, like shoot the ball, turn his back, and just walk down the court. And he already knows it's going in. It's just like what can you do? This is the yeah. caliber of player, the type of player, and how he has increased the incitement of the NBA. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he has done nothing but great things for the evolution and the revolution of the game. Um, <clears throat> and I can understand him being six because of what he has been able to do this year as well. I mean, like considering, you know, he had an injury, you know, early on, it was out for a bit, but before that, I mean, not the team was playing great, but him individually was playing great. He's always been playing great. So it's like, you know, as you look at the list, you see who's five, you see who's four, you know what I mean? Three and two, you can kind of see why he moved down because he's, we're not looking at the entire thing. We're just looking at how he is presently in this current mm-hmm. league at this very moment. Yeah. So. I was saying, like, hey, Steph, Steph revolutionized the game, and he's a great basketball player, so I can understand him being six. He okay. causes so much magnetism, and he is yes. he's like mastered the three point shot tonight. Now True. you just see his offense everywhere. You see the Curry yeah. offense everywhere. Yeah. Okay. All right, Chris. Which one of the last two centers you want to choose? You talk about first. Um, you should know this already. Yeah, I'm going with the Denver Nuggets, Jokic. Yes. Okay. Number three. Alrighty. Number three, Jokic. Everybody talks about Jokic, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's you know, he's won a back to back MVP. He might win another one. Um, you know, like, you know, it's kind of crazy. But it's not. If you think about what he's been what he's able to accomplish on the floor and the and the type of player that he is, <sighs> then you would understand that yeah, it's getting boring with him winning it, but he's gonna but he just makes that team so much better. He's so yes. valuable to that team that Good if he confidence. wasn't on that team, then the team would not look like the team it does now. Considering that you have lost um, you know, Jamal Murray, you know what I mean? He's he's playing better, but he's not the he, we haven't seen that level of Jamal Murray that I'm used to mm-hmm. yet. You know, and for this team to still be a number one seat in the West <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah, he does so many True. great things on the court. That high pick and roll has been brought back due to Jokic and Jamal Murray's combination, and the fact that that Jokic, yeah. a big man, a center, who should just and if you want to talk about old school days, who just just to go back down low and just get the ball and feed in the post all day, but he's he's the he is not the most dominant big but he's the most skilled big in the game Mm -hmm. and how i say this definitely the most skilled big because he just what he's he has he's a center with the ball on the string and it's ridiculous (laughs) like literally (laughs) what the ball on the string the passes he's able to make the vision he has on the court Puts him leaps and leaps and leaps ahead of just the most dominant center you may take dominance but i will take skill because with mm. skill, <clears throat> you don't have to be dominant because you have that level that you can hit and that you can make everybody around you better and still be a, the best player on the court. Mm-hmm. With dominance, you're just going to be best scoring. You know what I mean? You could be maybe the best defender, dominant center. But if you're skilled, you can make everybody else better. And that's what separates yeah. skill from dominance, in my opinion. And Jokic has that LeBron effect <laughs> where he just can uplift the team with his passing yes. ability. And he does it night in and night out. And if you watch it, it's very exciting. I mean, like, some people are like, oh, you know, I don't really like the passing. And you may not see it to the naked eye, you know, but you're like, damn, like, that was just the right pass there. You know what I mean? Even, even, even if it's not a behind-the-back pass, it's not a between-the-legs pass, even though he can do those, it's not an over-the-head pass, it's not a, he's not launching the ball 50 feet down the court. But just though the type of passing that he's able to do is just smart passes, just smart basketball. His, his basketball intelligence, even though he's slow... <sighs> It's high. <laughs> it's very high. Yeah. It's very high. And then that's not even just talking to... Okay, so, you know, we've been talking about this for a minute now. 
we say that the players, the top five, four players, you know, on this list, you know, have two skills, you know. Mm-hmm. Jokic is not just a passer. He can also score <laughs> very well. <laughs> yes. He's he's one of those big men. Like yeah, it doesn't look pretty when he shoots the ball, but you gotta respect it. Goes in. <laughs> you gotta respect <laughs> it. You have to respect it. And so now you have a big guy, right? Who you have really taken and made him the centerpiece of your team. Like he's your guy. Like they're mm-hmm. like the team is built around him at this point. And he carves the defense up so well <laughs> with his mm-hmm. passing ability. And then now you have to respect him from long range as well, and on yeah. and in the post. Because he's going to he's going to hit you with the smooth, with the slowest footwork, but there's nothing you can do about mm, it. <laughs> true. True. Yep. Jokic, number three. Yeah, I uh, I agree, man. I think Jokic number three, and I really think that his ability to score is good. Yeah, he can shoot a three really well. He can post and get really nice buckets, right? People, if he has a good post game. He has a good post skill. He can shoot a mid range shot, but. His passing is just so beyond special. Like, yeah. Rajon Rondo, LeBron James, CP3. Like, this guy is in that group. Now, I wouldn't say he's mm-hmm. like top of the group, but when we talk about, think about guys recently that have just been great manipulators of defenses and world class passers. Him and yeah. Luca, too, right? Like, this guy's on this list. Right, like mm-hmm. he is beyond special at passing, and you pair that with also he's a good rebounder. Sure, is he not a good defender? Yes, is he maybe a below average defender? Yes, he really tries on defense. He really does. He's a high basketball IQ guy. He's limited athletically, so that's why he's not on an average or above average or good or great or best defender in the league. Um, athletic limitations there, but. Beyond special offensively, just his passing and his scoring and how efficient. Like, he has a world-class shot selection as well. And you mm-hmm. pair all those things, the three things together, and you get the third best player in the NBA. And um, I think it's the best center in the NBA, and it's close between him and Embiid. And uh, I feel like all-time top ten list, he's going to be in there. I feel like he's going to be in there. I wouldn't have him above Kareem or Shaq or Hakeem. But we talk about Dave Robinson, maybe, right? Like, he could be in that kind of conversation there. Yeah. Um, so I, I really think he's special. Without further ado, the last one. And last but not least, the fourth best player in the NBA, um, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is a fucking horse. Um, Godzilla, the Hulk. Uh, he's huge. <laughs> yeah, he makes normal centers look small. Like I watched him play against Jared Allen, who's a normal center in the NBA, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, Jared Allen can't do anything against this guy. He's huge." Okay, plays with great strength. Phenomenal post guy. He's a phenomenal mid range guy. He has his own shot creation for himself. He can shoot the three point shot. He doesn't l- live and die on the three point line like he used to. Right, he's yeah. playing very forcefully in the post. He's also he may not be a great passer, but if you double him, he'll make the right read. Right, like he's learned how to deal with a double, how to make the mm. okay good pass. Right, and uh, I feel like he should get credit for that. He's always in the DPOY top ten best defender in the league kind of conversation. He kind of defends like Marcus it's like high intelligence. Great blocking, phenomenal shot blocker at the rim. Um, he really brings it on both ends. World class rebounder as well. And you put all those three things together with a guy who averages thirty points a game and can shot create for himself and is a tough shot creator for himself and plays with so much force and there's so much gravitational pull to him inside. And beats four, and beats four yeah. because of the greatness of Embiid. You put all those things together and you get number four. All right, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, definitely a great player. I would say <clears throat> when it comes to centers, right, if, if Jokic is the most skilled, then Embiid is the most dominant. Yeah. The most dominant center. I would mm-hmm. give that to him. He's just so dominant. Yes. I mean, he has taken the blueprint of the center and not saying that, okay, he still has that old school feel to him, right? So he can, like, go down low. He can True. dominate down low. But if you're not careful, he can stretch the flo- he can stretch out at least to the free throw line, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and be consistent out there. Maybe yes. long two, maybe, you know, kind of 
top of the key-ish, you know, yeah. and knock down shots and really make you look foolish. He's one of those big guys who really can put the ball down, shot create for himself, and really dominate you from so many different aspects, scoring-wise, on the floor. And there's nothing you can do about it. And then... Mm-hmm. Don't let me get it started if he wants to play defense on you. What can you yeah. do? Like you said, he's like one of the bigger centers, and he's yeah. also strong, and he's kind of jacked up as well. So it's like when he's on the floor, when he's healthy, and when he's playing at the MVP level that we thought he was playing at last year, but Yoki True. still got the um, MVP. True. He's the, he can be the best center in the league. He, he It's like it's a, really a toss-up. You know, that's why that's why we have on three and four, because it, it's another one of those that can so be a toss-up. It's t- it's close. It's Splitting close. Hairs. If Embiid somehow, some way, you know, I don't know, went to train with Rajon Rajon Rondo or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he was able just to get a glimmer, <laughs> a sliver. I would say a glim, a slim, a sliver of like the basketball intelligence that Rajon Rondo added and it has and was able to pass at say thirty percent. Then I think that there will be that the, the total package of Embiid might push him above Jokic. Yeah, true. It'd be really interesting. These two guys, really both of these t- tie, both of these two guys are top ten centers all time. We're Easy. we're we're. It's so funny, and you know I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's ridiculous that the best two centers since Shaq are both playing at their peak at the same time. Like we yeah. rarely get to see that. Like for example. Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett are drafted like within a year of each other, right? And Dirk's yeah. drafted within like a few years of that. We get that great power forward era, right? Like mm-hmm. it's rare as a basketball fan that we get to see these guys go head to head like this. And uh, you know these guys are special. I mean, very in the talks with both of them are talks with Moses Malone, David Robinson. Um, they're both better than Dwight Howard by a million miles. Uh, you know, all times. I can't. Bill Russell, but we think Bill Russell's overrated, so doesn't score more than 20 points a game. Blah, 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 blah. Right? You know, I really feel like this guy is special. Special, Chris. Yeah. I can agree. I can agree with that. And that is all we have for today. I just want to say thank you all for listening. You know, like I said in the beginning, if you agree with our list, you know, all power to you. We still want to hear from you. If you don't agree with our list, then shoot. Send us a Go comment. Fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, 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 never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> he said. <laughs> the person listening to this right now is, is going to be saying, What do you say fuck me for? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, um, yeah, you agree, you disagree. We like, we love to hear from you. You know, right. exactly. <laughs> we definitely do love to hear from you. <laughs> Don't listen so, to me. Listen um, to Chris. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just thank you all for listening. Thank you for exactly. making this episode and these podcasts and this platform special. You know, this is our platform. This is for you know the casuals and for the non-casuals who just enjoy the love of the game of basketball. Yeah. So we're gonna keep kicking out content for you. I know it's been kind of slow lately. But I promise things will start moving, moving at the same pace as it was before. Um, so yeah, I'm Chris Mohammed. I'm Jason Collins. And we are the basketball. Peace.